Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm Mark Anthony, and this is Demolition News Radio, episode number 40. In this episode, the Demolition Litmus Test. This show is brought to you by Hydroquip, the UK's largest independent provider of on-site hose repairs. Call 0845-812-0212 for the 24-7 national call-out service. Or download the Hydroquip Job Manager app for iOS and Android devices from the App Store. I have a new litmus test by which I judge the likely quality and professionalism of a demolition site and the company running it before I've even seen it. I'll admit it's early days. I've only tested it out a handful of times, but to date it's been 100% accurate. The inspiration for this test came, slightly indirectly, from Her Majesty the Queen. There's an apocryphal story that the Queen thinks everywhere smells of fresh paint because teams of people rush around to make everything look spick and span before she visits. Now, I'm not comparing myself to the Queen. For one thing, I work for a living. My face has never appeared on a stamp, and my hats never match my outfit. But I've always had a nagging concern that I get invited only to see the best sights, sites that have been checked over with a fine-tooth comb in case I print something that makes the contractor look anything less than perfect. Of course, I've never had the red carpet rolled out for me at a demolition site, or anywhere else for that matter, but the sites I visit are always a bit tidier and a bit better organised than the ones I drive past on my way somewhere else. Which brings me to the core of my litmus test. Just recently, I've been given demolition companies less and less noticed on my request to visit one of their sites. Sometimes it's just a day or two. Earlier this week, it was less than 24 hours. I figure that any demolition company that's willing to accept a visit at such short notice has nothing to hide, that they're doing things right, regardless of the impending visit from a journalist. A journalist with a video camera and a drone. A journalist with a video camera, a drone and a global audience of the demolition firm's peers. My latest use of the litmus test came on Thursday this week. There's a crowded house song called Four Seasons in One Day and it was written with a day like Thursday in mind. When I was loading my camera gear and PPE into the car, it was cold. Not winter cold, but cold enough to make me go back inside to pick up a jumper. Cold enough to remind me that my days would start, soon start with the scraping of ice from the car windscreen. By the time I'd made it to the motorway, the clouds were gathering. From a photographic point of view, a few clouds are nothing to worry about. If anything, Clouds lend a certain texture to an autumn sky that looks flat and dull otherwise. The drone, however, is less of a fan of what clouds contain. By the time I reached Kent, my worst fears had been realised. The heavens opened just as I was pulling into a petrol station to refill the car. Despite parking under the petrol station's roof, I was soaked, a fierce wind sending the rain sideways under the canopy. But by this time, I was committed. And even if it meant the drone staying in the car, I was just a few miles from the site and I had people to meet. The site was tucked away towards the end of an industrial site. And right away, my new litmus test was proved correct, as the site was almost totally inconspicuous. The site hoarding was in place, as was the safety signage, but the road outside was clean, 
There was no plant and no demolition vehicles in sight. And even with the car window wound down, there was no noise or dust to announce the presence of demolition works in this otherwise tranquil setting. I, or rather we, I have my son and cameraman Fred with me, were greeted at the gate by the site manager. Relatively young, the site manager was silently checking that our PPE was present and correct as we were led onto the site and accompanied to the site office. The site office is another great clue to the professionalism of a demolition site. Some are like well-equipped offices with blinking laptops, office-style chairs and reams of carefully organised paperwork. Others are indistinguishable from the portable toilets alongside which they are often located. Dirty cups, discarded food wrappers and weak old newspapers still lying where they landed. This site, office thankfully, was one of the more professional kind. Sure, the desk had paperwork on it, but it was neatly arranged and methodical. This was a place of work, not a place of lounging and idle banter. The site was split down the middle. Approaching from the site office, the main contractor was hard at work on the left, while the demolition contractor was still beavering away on the right. The front elevation of the two-storey building was exposed, the handiwork of a Lugong excavator that was parked up at the far end of the site, while the internal strip-out work progressed. Another sign of a well-organised and choreographed site is the lack of shouting and chatter. On this site, the handful of workers went about their business, pausing occasionally to discuss the next plan of action before pressing on with the job in hand. As you would expect, all the personal pr protective equipment was in place, but this was warm PPE. This was hard hats and high-vis vests that had seen action. It had not been pulled fresh from its wrapping that morning for the visit of the Pratt with the camera. The arisings from the demolition works were segregated and organised impeccably. Rubble in one pile, timber in another, a tangled pile of metals ready to be rehandled into a bin close by. The site manager was busy, very busy, communicating with the workers one minute, relocating equipment the next, accepting a delivery or redirecting a visitor to the main contractor's site office the minutes after that, and all the time maintaining a watchful eye on the pair of camera-wielding interlopers that had descended onto the site. And now, a word from our sponsor. CanTrack Global provides the only tracking device capable of working on demolition equipment and attachments out of the box. Its super rugged design is fully waterproof and provides both the equipment location and the ability to recover in the event of a theft. Attachment recoveries were up 220% in 2016. See CanTrackGlobal.com or Google the CanTrack asset to find out more. The morning visit was merely a recce, a check to make sure that the site was suitable for photos to be taken later in the day. And it seemed like the demolition gods were smiling upon us. At nine o'clock in the morning, the site was hunkered beneath a grey leaden sky. A stiff breeze buffeted the tops of the trees, making drone flight seem at best unlikely and at worst a recipe for disaster. By the time we returned to take the real photos, the site, or at least half of it, was bathed in autumn sunshine. In fact, it was something of a relief to discover that my Miller ground-baking sunglasses were tucked in the pocket of my high-vis jacket. Furthermore, the wind had not just subsided, it had disappeared entirely. Time to break out the drone. Demolition photography often requires a degree of planning and posing to ensure that the resulting shots make the maximum impact. Stray bits of rubble is removed from the foreground, an excavator or a boom arranged just so to make it even more photogenic. Demolition video is rather different. Good demolition video captures the action as it is. 
In fact, our best demolition footage and the best parts of demolition TV is produced when the demolition team ignores our presence and just gets on with their day job. And so, this company went back to work while our DJI Phantom made pass after pass overhead, up and down the length of the site. You can judge for yourself the quality of the footage when it's broadcast on a demolition TV show at some point in the future. All in all, we were on site for a few hours. This was not a big site, it wasn't a landmark project, and it was not laid out to impress a passing journalist and to gather some column inches in the demolition magazine. In fact, although we will be featuring the contractor, and more importantly the site manager, in a future edition of Demolition Magazine, the chances are that this site will never make it onto the magazine's pages. The contractor, oh yes, the contractor was Kent Demolition, or if you're a Twitter user, at Team Kent Demo, and the site manager that had the works ticking along like clockwork. Yeah, I forgot to mention, the site manager was a young woman. Thanks for listening. If you would like to help support this show, Demolition News or the Demolition Magazine, please consider becoming a patron. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash demolition news to find out more.